Good morning, 1C family. Just want to thank you all for being here to, to praise and serve our Lord and Savior. Uh, we are asking at this time that you please uh, wear your masks at all time during this time. And I just thank you again for being here and praise the Lord. Thank you. Please rise for our first song. Stand up. shackles on your feet that weigh you down are you scared there's no way out are you sick and tired of falling on the ground stand up if you believe in the god of freedom somebody give him praise stand up if you believe in the name of jesus somebody give him praise and get a witness Somebody give me praise. Can I get a yes, Lord? Can I get a yes, Can I get another testimony? Somebody give me praise. You're about to wait to the toe. If you're up against a giant, that won't fall. And if it feels impossible. Let's go to God in prayer. So if you would please bow your heads. Great and gracious Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for this morning, for this chance to be together, for the message we're about to receive, for the music we're about to play in our fellowship time. Lord, this morning I ask that you take all that anxiety and worry and all that junk away from us as we lay at your feet and ask you just to be there for us and give us rest. Lord, we pray all of this in Jesus' name and all God's people said. Amen.
feel like I want to say, can I get an amen? Oh, thank you. Yeah. Good morning, church. Hope you are well. Please have a seat. I forgot to tell people to sit down at the 8 o'clock service, or they stood up all the way until, or 9 o'clock, they stood up till 10 o'clock. Oh, goodness. Well, welcome. Glad that you were here. Delighted that I'm here to be with you. Glad to be in fellowship. I know we're in days of great weirdness, but the church still gathers and shows up, you know, as best that we can. And indeed, uh, our God is holy, is he not? He is almighty. And some of the, I mean, the best news that has showed up in our lives is that he's coming back. So those people who are Jesus followers have that hope. He's coming back. It just, it takes my breath away to think about it. So we want to spend just a moment today to think about this word sin. I mean, it shows up in my life. It shows up in your life on a daily basis. It's disruptive. It messes things up. This side of heaven, we're going to have to live with it. But you know what? There's a big however. And the however is, is that God, through Jesus, thought in you know, time out of mind for you and I, I've got a plan. I'm going to rescue these people. And so all this time passes and then Jesus shows up and we're about to celebrate that season when he comes to earth. And he makes a way for us through sin to get on the other side of it. So we need to be grateful for that, yeah? So let's just take a moment to think about that in the words of the confession. Heavenly Father, your desire is to bless your children here on this earth and for eternity. In your word, you show me how by your grace and mercy, I have received one blessing on top of another. Lord, I confess that my sin has caused me to miss out on your blessings. My sin of selfishness, laziness, and rebellion has separated me from you. By the power of your Holy Spirit, show me my sin and remind me of your love that you have expressed through the sending of your son, Jesus. May the good news of his suffering, death, and resurrection empower me to live as your child. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And it is my great privilege to announce to you that those words are true. Sin is forgiven. Sin has been dealt with. Removed as far as the east is from the west. Well, just a handful of quick announcements that that come up. Um, We have, uh, if you did not get your little communion cup and bread when you came in, can you please do that uh, during this next song? Go out there so you have that with you. There's also a way for you to text in your prayer request if they come up to this number that you see up there, 402-242-5051. And we can capture those and print them off and have them available for the prayers of the people. And I think for the moment, that's about it. So let's continue to worship, yeah? God, I give you what I can today. Scattered ashes that I've hid away, I'm laying all at your feet. And from the corners of my deepest shame, the empty places where I've worn your name, show me the love I see.
Just want to let you know, uh, I would say a couple weeks ago in staff, we talked about, you know, maybe we need to start pre-recording the sermon, maybe even some music, that if uh, COVID gets even crazier in our community, that we may have to close our doors. Uh, so that's what we're doing today, is we're uh, pre-recording the sermon, and uh, we'll see if we use it tomorrow or not. Well, today we continue what I call part two of there's more where that came from. And remember, it was from Ephesians chapter 3 where Paul, with a sense of passion, almost urgency for people to know that God can do immeasurably more than we can begin or imagine. And if you recall, I, I kind of went off that word imagine and talked about the what if. And talked about how we have the God of the universe who spoke into being uh, the world that we have today. And he just spoke it. And then he planted that what-if attitude uh, through a lot of people. Abraham, Moses, David. Remember Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Uh, we, we talked about how God just planted that what-if attitude with his people. And it was really centered in the ultimate what-if. What if I send my son to be the savior of the world. What if? What if he dies on a cross? What if he takes on himself the sins of the world? And what if he dies on that same cross and placed into a tomb? But the ultimate what if? What if on the third day he would rise again from the dead? And I think that is a glorious image for us to have, not just today, or not just on Easter, but every single day, that the what if God knew what to do so people like you and me can have life and salvation. Well, we're gonna continue this what if, and I'm gonna go through this just for a moment. With, with Randy now uh, being an SMP, specific ministry pastor, uh, one of the things that we get to do together is to work on sermon writing. And we'll just say 35 years ago, there was a professor that taught me that sermon writing is as simple as goal 
malady, and means. And specifically, goal is, what is it that you want the hearer to either believe or do? Malady. What gets in the way of the hearer believing or doing? And then means, by what power, by whose power can we accomplish the things that God wants to do? And so I'm going to take you on a journey today, and we're going to look at goal, malady, means. And I'll tell you what I'm thinking about for the message today. I want that the hearer would understand that God wants us to be what-if people. Secondly, that we would acknowledge more fully the grace of God given to each and every one of us. And I, I said this before, and I'll say it again. Our view of God, who he is, how he loves, dramatically impacts what we do and how we think. So give that some thought in, in your life. What kind of view do you have about God? Is he a God that is generous and gracious and kind and loving? And then how do we then respond in our life? And then thirdly, goal that we would understand God's desire for us to be faithful and cheerful in the giving of our time and talents and treasures. And um, that's the goal. That's really what I want us to understand today. Um, but there's somebody out there that wants us not to do this goal. And that's where we get to the malady. And remember, the devil, the world, our sinful flesh, all three come after us to distract us, uh, to uh, pull us away from what God wants to do or what God wants to teach us. And so sin prevents us from being faithful in using the gifts that God has given to us. Fear, greed, worry, pride get in the way of us being what-if people. And then thirdly, means. How are we going to accomplish this? How are we going to be what-if people? God's Holy Spirit. God's Holy Spirit promised by Jesus and fulfilled, not just in Acts chapter 2, but fulfilled today in the hearts and the lives of God's people. So this Holy Spirit, we can be faithful and cheerful, what if people sharing our time, our talents, our treasure as we love God and we love people. And remember, loving God is this this mo um, movement between us and this eternal God. And then as we love people, it's, it's people that are sitting next to you now. Uh, it's family members. It's people at your workplace. It's somebody in the hallway of your school. God has called us to be what-if people moved by the Spirit and sharing his love. So what I'd like to do is take you on a journey of Deuteronomy chapter 8. And I bumped into this, uh, I think it was last week, and I want to give you a little backdrop to where this is coming in. Well, the children of Israel were held in Egypt for, as slaves for 430 years. They were waiting and waiting and waiting, and finally God sent a deliverer at the right time, and his name was Moses. And Moses came, and by the power and the might of God, he said, let my people go. And so through the 10 plagues, finally Pharaoh said, you get out of here. And so they make this trek and this journey from Egypt, which was a place of slavery, to this place of imagination. A land flowing with milk and honey. Wow. And so here's Moses. After the 40-year journey, as they're getting ready to go into Canaan, getting ready to go into this promised land, Moses is now giving them a kind of a pep talk. And I believe, and this is where I kind of ran into it, he's going through the goal and the malady and the means. Maybe learn from the same professor I did. All right, let's kind of walk through this. Observe the commands of the Lord your God, walking in obedience to him and revering him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land with brooks, streams, and deep springs gushing out into the valleys and hills, a land with wheat and barley and fig trees, 
pomegranates, olive oil, and honey. A land where bread will not be scarce and you will lack nothing. A land where the rocks are iron and you can dig copper out of the hills. When you have eaten and are satisfied, praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. And right here is the goal. What Moses wants the hearer to know and to do and to believe is that we should be praising the Lord our God who has given us and blessed us with one blessing after another. And so again, that is the goal. What is it that you want the hearer to believe or do? So today I hope you can pause and reflect on this God who just blesses with one blessing on top of another. All right, secondly, he goes, Be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God, failing to observe his commands, his laws, and his decrees that I'm giving you this day. Otherwise, when you eat and are satisfied, when you build fine houses and settle down, and when your herds and flocks grow large, and your silver and gold increase, and all you have is multiplied, then your heart will become proud, and you will forget the Lord your God, who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. So the malady, what's going to get in the way, is pride. Uh, pride in the heart of the Israelites. And even as we look at it today, <laughs> I really believe um, pride gets in the way for us too. <laughs> it prevents us from <coughs> seeing and um, knowing what God has done and will keep doing because he is a gracious God. All right. <laughs> Third, he led you through the vast and dreadful wilderness, that thirsty and waterless land, with its venomous snakes and scorpions. He brought you water out of a hard rock. He gave you manna to eat in the wilderness, something your ancestors had never known, to humble and test you so that in the end it might go well with you. You may say to yourself, my power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. But remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth and so confirms his covenant, which he swore to your ancestors as it is today. And, and what's that covenant? I will be your God. Through thick and thin, through up and down, through all the tragedy of life, I'm going to be there with you and for you because I love you. And again, that's the means. That's why we do what we do or how we do what we do. Now we're going to turn our attention a little bit over to Randy in just a moment. And he's going to share a scripture from Malachi chapter 3. Powerful text. And then he's going to show a, an illustration. And then we're going to have several people who we've asked to come and talk about what it means to be what if people. Randy, blessings to you. Well, thank you, Pastor Thielen, on the screen. So, Malachi chapter 3. So if we can get that slide up there. And there it is. Here's what it says. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. Man, that is rich, isn't it? So there's something very interesting in here. It's the very first word, bring. Bring the whole tithe into the warehouse. So we are we're, we're bringing more than we are giving. So think about that for a second. I, I don't know about you, but when I look inside myself, I've got very little to give. You know, I'm reminded of, you know, those of you that may remember back in the 70s, the Bill Gaither trio. And they had a song, and one of the lines in it was, all I had to offer him was brokenness and strife. But he made something beautiful out of my life. So I bring him my brokenness and strife. And when I do that, great things can happen, as only he can make it happen. So I've got a pomegranate up here. I'm not sure where that's coming from. 
And it's already been cut open for me. I don't know how much of that you can see, but it is full of those beautiful little red jewel-looking seeds, yeah? Okay. Well, why are we doing that? It's, it's a reminder that when we bring to God, when, when we bring what we have, I bring mine, and you bring yours, and other people that are walking with Jesus bring to him what we have. He can multiply that, and he brings great blessing out of it. So I want to pursue that just a little bit. I've got some folks that are going to come up and talk about what-if moments that God has brought to them. And then as they have leaned into those moments, they have become what-if people. So it's kind of a time for a little bit of testimony right now just to kind of see what God is doing. So first coming up is my friend Regina. And Regina is going to share just a little bit about how the what-if moment found her in her life around the Thanksgiving community meal. Yeah? Okay. So give us a sketch. So what if I had said no to Thanksgiving? If I had said no to Thanksgiving, A, I wouldn't be up here right now. But B, we may not be serving 700 people this year. We may not have made connections with this community. And as you all know, 1C was created to be a mission church. And this is a mission, a mission to feed the people in this community. And I said yes, and, I, and what if I had not said yes? Um, and it was with great pleasure and great honor and great privilege to say yes and to help this community. And it was great pleasure that all of the businesses, all of the members of this community have also said yes to the, what if will you donate 30 turkeys? What if will you donate 175 pounds of potatoes? What if you will come and help me cook and serve these 700 members of the community? And here we are fulfilling one small mission from this church. Thank you, Regina. Yeah, that's a what-if moment. So my wife Jane and I have had a what-if moment when we have been doing this thing of just walking the neighborhood and praying for the houses that we see around us. And we've been joined in that with some friends. And, you know, that's then led off to praying about, you know, going to businesses and praying for them. And that's been our kind of our what-if moment. And we have enjoyed that greatly. Up here now are my friends Carrie and Dave Manili and Carrie Zinnel, and I pretty recently have met them. Um, they have got a little bit to say about a what-if moment that God brought their way. Want to just turn that off and I'll just use this one? I think that's a great idea. How's that? Yeah? Is that better than snap, crackle, pop? Yes, it is. <laughs> okay. So... They're going to share a little bit about the what-if moment that God brought their way when he brought us together and we began to meet for coffee and just kind of talk about what could we do to serve the community. So, Carrie, you want to start us with that? The what-if moment um, came to what happens if we help, what can we do to help out more in our community? What if we start helping families who are in need but are afraid to come forward? So... What we've done is helped out a family, um, three children, single mother, the youngest one is in a wheelchair. Uh, we gave them winter coats, stocking caps, gloves, we gave them clothes. Uh, we also helped went and got groceries so that way they had food in their cupboards. Um, we're also in prayers for them. Um, the youngest one is in a wheelchair, he just recently had a surgery for ballooning in his lungs, and he's having some complications with it. So his second surgery, which was supposed to be coming up. Sorry. Um, maybe prolonged, for they would be able to have surgery on his hips and legs uh, for his hip area, for he's able to move their legs, for he can be able to start move, doing some movement. Um, so I do ask for prayers for them on that as well. 
and we have from other families that we are looking at to help and just last that what if we could do more than just help ourselves and listen to what he's saying I I come here on Sundays and I sit and I get fed spiritually and I feel great I go back home I don't know if anybody can relate to this, but I go and I sit in my easy chair, turn on the tube, right? And getting fed spiritually during the week, you know, that, that's good for me. But what if I got up off my butt and did something during the week? It's hard to do by yourself, but I got blessed with a group of what-if people, and it's a lot easier to do with a group, I've noticed, <laughs> And, uh, and so what if I got up during the week and I did something more than just go to church on Sundays? What if I was able to share some of what God's given me and bring that to somebody who doesn't have it? And so I've been blessed with a group of what if people here. And, and, and I dig that. <laughs> Good. Thank you both very much. Thank you, Carrie. Jordan and Gina, you guys have been involved in SOS in a couple different ways, haven't you? And can you say a little bit about that what-if opportunity that God brought your way, and what does it consist of? So, I'm Jordan. Uh, and with SOS, for those of you that don't know, Seekers Serenity, um, it's people that are trying to better their life by breaking free from addiction. Uh, we go once a month, play board games, um, just different types of games that we've played, like summer we've done, cornhole and stuff like that, uh, just to connect with them and make them feel part of church community and make them realize that they're not outcasts. People still have faith in them and are there for them for whatever they need. Um, and then we usually end with like prayers and all that stuff, ask them if they want to pray with us just to help them out. So one of the reasons that I like going to SOS to not only do the Bible studies that we do on Tuesday, but our Thursday night once a month games, um, one of the things that I have for the background of my phone, um, it's from Peter's 410. It says, use whatever gifts you have received to serve others. And so by doing this, we can go into a community of people and make friends just with the rest of our church family. It's a way that we can be the hands and feet of the Lord. And I ask myself going there as like, what if it's something we see, hear, say that could change their lives? Also, what if it could change ours? Thank you both very much. Thanks for your service to SOS. Well done. So, oh, you're behind me. There you are. So my friend Gina Bohr has uh, also got a what-if experience. Could you, here, you want to get a wipey and wipe this off for me? Because we've got to follow protocol here, you know. Okay. And Gina and Scott have been, um, you know, this kind of came your way, right? God opened it up, and you said, hmm, let's follow the lead on on this and see where it takes us. So we're kind of curious to know what that's about. So my husband, Scott, he's doing prayers today, so I didn't make him come up here. Um, but we thought, you know, what if we uh, wear our Christian-themed T-shirts or our 1C T-shirts or we just go out and be ourselves in the local bars or downtown and we treat each other with the respect that your spouse should deserve and we treat all the people there. Oh, I'm going to cry with the love and respect that they deserve and meet people where they're at. What if wearing these or acting this way sparks faith conversations with people and they realize that they're worthy of God's love because maybe they either feel like they lost it or they've never had that experience. And what if we get to have those conversations and invite them to church and what if they come and what if their lives are changed? And what if our lives are changed because we have new people in our lives that we maybe wouldn't have met if we didn't go there? And it's been amazing. It works. 
Thank you, Gina. Yeah, that's right. So I'm, I'm pretty sure that sitting in the room today and sitting in the room at the 9 o'clock service, there are other what-if people who have been called to do what-if things. I largely know that's true because the ones I talk to in just informal conversation, I'm hearing these stories more and more. So these great friends that have come up, this is a snapshot of what 1C is doing. So continue to lean into that. Continue to listen to Malachi chapter 3. And what is it that God wants you to bring so he can bless it and turn it into something very powerful? Thank you so very much. What if your healing comes out to 
Let's go to God in prayer this morning. Father, we just thank you that no matter where we are in life, that you hear us and you care for us. Prayers for Craig and I as we are at home today. And please pray that this COVID passes quickly. Prayers for Gail Mead and Bob Cothern. Prayers for Donna Cruz and family as they all go through this difficult time. Place a hedge of protection around me, my family, and friends. Please give protection and strength and encouragement to all of the medical personnel caring for COVID patients. Prayers for our government. Bring peace through this election process. Please calm our nation and help us to heal and come together as one. Please pray for everyone to have a safe and happy Thanksgiving and remind us to give thanks to God for all of his blessings that he's given us. Prayers for the Cruz family. Prayers to stay safe and happy and to get a job soon. Prayers for Sue Crabb who lost her husband this week. Prayers for a family at home with COVID. Prayers for a kidney for myself. Prayers for the virus and the economy. And for all, and prayers for a special person coming into my life in God's love. Prayers for Greg, prayers for Pastor Jim and his families. And prayers for all of our 1C family. Father, we just thank you for the healing that you've bring to our community and our family, our 1C church family. Thank you for bringing Jim and Sylvia and Tom and Ken and many others who have come through COVID and, and brought healing into their bodies. We thank you that you are an answer and that you can give us peace which passes all understanding as we go through all these difficult and uncertain times. We just give you thanks, Lord, for everything. Join me as we say the prayer the Lord taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Over the centuries, the church has paused before taking the bread and the wine and acknowledged what, what Jesus said around that table in the upper room to gather there with his 12 disciples. Oftentimes, this is referred to as the words of institution. You're quite familiar with them. Very, very significant words as they were back then, so they are today. Here is what Jesus said. On the night he was betrayed, Jesus took bread, and after he had given thanks, he broke it, and he said to them, take and eat, this is my body, it is given for you. And in the same manner, after supper, he took the cup. He said to them, this is the covenant, new covenant of my blood, do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. So if you will, on your communion cup, open up the side with the bread, take that out, and remember that this is the body of Jesus was broken for you. And then open up the other side, wine or juice, and remember as you take that this is the blood of Jesus, which was shed for you for the remission of all sins. 
Lord, we thank you for this truth that sins are covered by the body and the blood of Jesus. And now just a quick blessing for you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. And now I believe it's time for announcements. So let's get some announcement screens up there. The community Thanksgiving meal, here we go. This is happening, as Regina said a little bit ago. It is going to be curbside pickup and deliveries. Curbside pickup will be happening at St. Luke's Church, not here. That's just primarily a function of we could, we've been blessed to use their kitchen. We can get in there early, and so we can prepare and we can distribute right from there. You can register to help in this meal by calling the church office. You can go to 1cchurch.com to our uh, website, and on the landing page, you'll see uh, a button up there. It says Thanksgiving Community Meal. Plug into that. It will just kind of lead you through the steps. And if you know someone that's in need of the meal, have them call and register. We'll be glad to get them on the list and get a meal delivered to them. It's time to decorate. So looking for help to come this coming Saturday, November 28th, starting at 9 a.m., to decorate up here and to decorate the church, make it very festive looking. So if you're around and you can lean in for a couple hours, we would be very, very blessed to have you. And then I'm seeing that there are some poinsettia sales, and those can be purchased for $15 each, purchased at Next Steps, which is the counter out in the community gathering space. Advent by Candlelight is going to happen this year. It's on but first, this video. <laughs> Go ahead. Advent by Candlelight, Sunday, December 6th at 3 o'clock. Okay, this is an uh, annual event that, that 1C does here to help women focus on Christ during the busy holiday season. Okay? All right, interactive Advent devotions. Now the video. Hey, Ed, come check out my North Star Christmas tree topper at Levitate's. Is this a gummy bear? Yeah, we lost baby Jesus. Hey, check out these LED lights. I have them synced up to a 76-hour all-Christmas music playlist. There's my little Christmas DJ. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you waiting till Christmas is over so you can go buy a new nativity set when they're on sale? Huh? No. No, oh no. We lost baby Jesus like 11 years ago. Is, is baby Jesus always a gummy bear? Oh, no, oh, we trade it out every year. Yeah, like uh, last year it was a uh, tiny troll doll. And the year before that we used a uh, dog treat. They were the perfect size, but <laughs> Dalton kept taking them and eating them. You mean your dog kept stealing them? No, my son Dalton, he loves those dog treats. Especially the peanut butter ones. There was one year that we used a, uh, a doll head. That was creepy. We, we made a modeling clay, baby Jesus. So the dog took that one too. Um, one year we got desperate and used an ice cube. That was a mess and a mess. Yeah, just seems like everything we try to replace baby Jesus with never lasts. Say that again. Everything we try to replace baby Jesus with never seems to last. And? And what? Say it again, slowly. Why? Just do it, dulcimo, slowly, do it. I don't understand what's happening. Just do it. This is getting weird. Say it! Fine! But when I'm done saying this, you're gonna march in here and you're gonna watch my star levitate. I'm fine, 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 do it. Fine. Everything we try to replace baby Jesus with never seems to, oh, yep, there it is. Okay, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. We're getting ready for Christmas, and I hope you are too. I don't know what your family Christmas traditions look like, but chances are they're a little different this year. Hopefully, you won't have a gummy bear Jesus, 
but one thing's for certain, things are not normal this year. Take our exploration, for example. On Wednesday evenings, we will not be meeting in person anymore from now through Christmas. But that doesn't mean we can't have fun faith activities at home. Wednesday evenings from 6.15 to 6.30, we'll all join together for live stream Advent worship. And then following the worship, you can take out your interactive Advent devotion kit to have fun faith activities at home. You can pick up your kit today in the family gathering space. There's even hot cocoa mix for your first night. One thing's for certain, even though there's a lot of things going on in our world today and in this season, nothing can replace or remove Jesus from Christmas. Well, just one more word of thank you that you were here. And again, that interactive Advent devotion package is out there at the, at the Next Steps area. So let's just finish up being together this morning by worshiping one more time. Would you please rise for our last song?
great Sunday, everybody. Go in peace and serve the Lord. Your grace is enough.